come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I'm here with Kimbra. Hey. And also, we have special guest on with us today, Dave and Brandy from Dave and Brandy's Excursions. You want to say hello to everybody? Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> so as you know, we always get lots of cool people to come on this podcast and help us out. And this is one I've been looking forward to because I have had the pleasure of meeting Dave and Brandy and super cool people. So let's start right there. So I found Dave and Brandy through their YouTube channel which is Dave and Brandy's Excursions. You guys want to talk a little bit about the YouTube channel and stuff? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're just mainly so far a cruising channel. A um, little bit of vlogs here and there, of lifestyle vlogs, but yeah, that, we just want to share our love for cruising. Yeah, I think the channel kind of got started by accident. I mean, we mm-hmm. just kind of, we did our first cruise in 2013, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really a vlog. It was more just, like a slideshow. Slideshow type yeah. of thing with music and um, just kind of a neat way to save it and remember the cruise. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of got involved in watching other vlogs and just, just decided got, to give it a shot. Yeah, I got inspired and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it's a common story, right? Like, yeah. Like that's a common story. So you guys started filming it just to save the memories for yourselves and right. like friends and stuff like that. But then... You're like, oh, wait, this is kind of cool. We like watching other people. We can make this. And then people love watching your vlogs. So you guys have how many how many different cruises have you guys vlogged so far? Uh, well, total of 13. But well, 13 cruises, but actually vlogs. Vlog, vlog. I would say four or five. Really started with the Horizon in 2018 with the vlogs. That yeah, that was our first true vlogging was, yeah. We it's have some videos on the other. Different when you're intentionally doing it, right? You're like, oh wait, yeah. now all of a sudden there's all this pressure and stuff. And when you're just doing yeah. it for yourself, you're like, I don't care what I get. I'm just yeah. getting whatever I want. Now you're like, oh, I need a story and I need an agenda and I need all these things. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And yes. and, and you guys also like I know Brandy. You do you you do like a daily vlog sometimes where you're just like, or you do like a weekly vlog. You've done that kind of thing. Just what's going on and. I did the daily vlog for Vlogmas, and it's fun. It's tiring, but <laughs> I do it's a lot of work. Time. It's a lot of work. If, I give, yeah. yeah, I give credit for people who do it every day. I don't know how they do it, but they do. <laughs> I think it's their full time job. I think that's the only way, or they just don't have any other thing to do. I don't. I don't yeah. know how else they could do it. True. It, it's like if people people that are out there listening, if if you've never edited a video, it's a lot of work. Like you see, like a ten minute video, there's a good chance that the person that edited that put at least probably at least 30 minutes, possibly like three hours. Some people maybe even 30 hours, depending on, you know, what they're, what they're adding to it and stuff. So it's a lot of work. And, uh, and so when you're watching those videos, just understand what's going into there. And, but it's, but it's a passion. It's a, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's worthwhile. And you guys have a Facebook group as well. Dave and Brandy's excursions community. And uh, tell tell people a little bit about that and how they can where they can find that or well, they know they can find it on Facebook but how oh, they can right. get there and stuff. 
Well, we do have a Facebook page, Dave and Brandy's Excursions. And there's a link right there for the groups. So you could just ask to request to be in the group. We just like to share our experiences and even encourage people to share their own experiences with bruising. And Yeah. Yeah. We, we have kind of like a creator's corner where other vloggers can post their content mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of what everybody's up to and just kind of about the community thing, yeah. you know, it just, we've made a lot of friends in the middle. I mean, it, this cruising community is crazy because like, you know, Matt, we've met you and uh, some different people, but mm -hmm. it's amazing how many friends you feel you have or you've met and you've never met most of these people face to face, you True. know, but yeah. that common goal, common interest. Yeah. It, it is cool. Right. And, and it's like, there's, there's some communities popped up. Like we have the fantastic cruising community. You guys have a community mm -hmm. uh, pair DJ has been on here, has it and Clay Kowski's and, and what's neat about it is most of the people or a lot of the people are in a lot of these communities and, and you just kind of pop through. It kind of reminds me of going to like, I'm going to get a little nerdy, going to like an yeah. old science fiction convention and there's like all the room parties in the different hotel rooms and you just go from like one to the other and each one's yeah. like got, got a, its own little flavor, but they all have that, that connecting vine of, in this case, cruising. And you just, you do, you meet a lot of really cool people from all parts of the world, not just even the country, but all parts of the world get a lot of the amount of experience that is in the cruising community from everybody's collective experience is just amazing. So if you have a question, you know, you ask it in one of these types of communities and you're going to get a very, very thorough answer with people who have probably experienced exactly what you're inquiring about. So it's, it's a really neat thing. I encourage you to definitely look at those cruising communities, Joy and Dave and Brandy's excursion community, and uh, check out their YouTube channel. I will also put links to those in the description of this podcast. So if you if you can't just go to YouTube or Facebook and search it, because it'll come up if you do that. But if you can't do that, then look for the show notes, and you'll be able to click and go right there. Just boom, just boom. like that. Boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we learned it. with um, like we remember our first cruise and how overwhelming it was, you know, and it was. It was crazy. And, uh, you know, we're second or third day before you're kind of figuring it out and relaxed enough where you can enjoy yourself. So, you know, if we can help somebody that has questions or a little nervous or just going in to make it a little easier, that's, you know, that's, and we what can we share, share the addiction with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then you meet somebody who went on one cruise and they're like, no, I think I'm done. I don't, I don't understand that, but every now and then you yeah. meet somebody like that, but, <laughs> but it's way more common that you meet people that go cruising one time and they're like, well, that was my first cruise of many. And then, <laughs> but yeah, there, there are so many questions, especially for the new cruiser. And uh, a lot of, I know I had the same anxiety and stuff when I started cruising and you can find, you can find a lot of, of um, just answers, but also just peace of mind by joining one of these communities and even watching, watching the vlogs too, you know, you kind of really get a feel for the experience and, and a lot of questions might get answered just from watching these. So definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. Now we brought you guys on the podcast for a, a really cool topic. Uh, it's, it's not quite, we were, Kimber and I were talking about this right before we got you guys on the air. We're like, man, we should have done this for Valentine's day, but we're, we're not quite at Valentine's Day, but we're pretty close. So we're going to say this is sort of our pre-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day podcast episode. Does that work? I think that's good. I mean, look, <laughs> guys are always missing Valentine's Day. They're always like late to the, late yeah, so to the this ship. This is like a warning. This is like, like a, hey, it's yes. coming. 
yes, get, get your ready. Amazon orders ready, make your reservations, and uh, don't forget. So this is, yeah, this is the good for the, for the gents out there. But, but the reason that we have you guys on there is because you guys did something really cool on a cruise ship, and that was you tied the nautical knot. You got married. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we wanted to talk about what that's like, like the whole process of getting married on a cruise ship. Um, there's, there's just so many questions that fill my head about that. So um, let's start with this. Okay. What made you decide to do that? Well. Not, get, not get married, but because uh, we know why you got married. But, uh, but what, why, why get married on a cruise ship? Like what made you go that route? Well, by the time we decided to do this, we already had one cruise underneath our belt, and we're addicted. We really were addicted yeah. to it. And I think we, yeah, we planned it before, right before our second cruise. Right. Yeah, because it was our third cruise we got married on. But yeah. it was kind of we'd been together for uh, eleven years, right at the time. At the time, yeah. Or we were engaged. To... No, we were engaged for eleven. Yeah. We were together for thirteen. Thirteen. And um, just we, yeah, we started dating in 2002. Mm-hmm. We uh, got engaged Christmas of 04. Mm-hmm. And then kind of life got crazy. Um, you know, my dad had some health issues. We had to deal through that. And by the time everything got done, we just kind of got comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get, you know, we'll do it, whatever. But we just wanted something simple, memorable. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and that's kind of. It just kind of fit our what we were looking for, yeah. you know. We, I don't know. <laughs> so you had already you had already cruised. You said one time, mm-hmm. right? That? When we started planning, yes. And that's how you already. So you already had the cruise bug enough. Oh, big oh, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's all it takes, right? And yeah. and so so okay. So you said that it it seemed like kind of a just kind of nice, simple, easy. That's one of the things that I think is really interesting about it. It seems like, you know, if you going through all the all the marriage process, there's so much work involved like was it pretty much um they gave you choice a choice b was it was it real easy to plan and all that or how much was involved in in the planning portion of it yeah it actually was it almost seemed too easy <laughs> in our <laughs> opinion um you get to select whatever package that you want now it's been five five years since we planned it something's changed on carnival site but you have different packages for what you want and just basically they give you choices for our dwarves, cakes. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, just different. I mean, I know you printed off some yeah. of the new. Um, it, and that was the weird part. It was like you almost weren't doing enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it was. No, we did. Um, about six weeks before the wedding, we did go and tour the ship. Yeah. Um, okay. They. Uh, they'll let you go and um, kind of give you an option of your venues and you get to pick, you know, what your preferences are. Um, the only part was they wouldn't guarantee our locations till like two weeks before the wedding. Your locations, like where the wedding where the ceremony, ceremony was oh, and wow. where the reception was. Yeah. Oh, and it kind of depended on group size and everything else. Okay. Times. Times. And- yeah. Um, so luckily we got what we wanted. Um, the nice part about the Carnival Pride with the ship we got married on and that class of ship is they have a chapel on board. Mm-hmm. And we wanted our wedding, we wanted the ceremony in the chapel, 
right? And then mm -hmm. we wanted the reception in the, the piano, piano bar. bar. Right. So nice. the most nerve-wracking part was, were we going to get, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, so you got to be a little flexible in that. But uh, it worked out, and they did everything they could to get us what we wanted, and we, and we did, because we were one of three weddings that day. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it was... <laughs> but they let you go on, like, uh, before then. So you, like, if you, if you like, call Carnival, and you're like, hey, we want to get married, then they're like, okay, we're going to set an appointment for you to come on the ship. And is that just sort of like a, they're, they're sort of selling the wedding package to you at that point or do you have to put money down to get to that point or how does that work it was already bought yeah it was already right. booked we already booked it but i think if i can remember it was a few weeks after they sent you an email saying you could do a ship tour we just need to set a date and time you want to go okay. right yeah and we met we met um the person that was performing the ceremony mm -hmm. um was it the of, captain no no and <laughs> no, that was the other the, um when we went to tour the ship, it was in May mm -hmm. of 2015, actually. And um, because we were out of state, we had to get our marriage license in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So we kind of made a weekend of it. We went and uh, toured the ship. And it was kind of nice because they let us on board. They showed us all the venues. Yeah. And then they just let us free range for the rest of the day until they, they kicked you know, all the non-sailing <laughs> people off. And... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, we got to go and have a bite to eat mm -hmm. and kind of just enjoy and check the whole ship out. So, yeah, yeah it was a was, fun day. It was a fun day. Yeah. So the, so the options they give you are mostly then food-based because the, the venue can change depending on the size of your party and, and timing and stuff. Is it, are most of the options based on like what kind of, you said hors d'oeuvres or cakes or? Well, I think a lot of it is based on group. Um, we, we have a little bit of a smaller group with us but they had options if you wanted the reception in like the theater or that right. type. Yeah. yeah i'm just trying to remember what yeah, they were a, then yeah it was um or the nightclub was another one right but i think what he means is um like one option was your reception you could either do an hour reception or an hour and a half right okay um yeah, that was one of the packages um and I'm trying to remember, um, that was the one thing we wish we did the hour and a half reception because mm -hmm. uh, we heard the food was really good, yeah. but we didn't have any. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time, you know, we kind of mingled with everybody and cut the cake and did, you know, the champagne toast and did everything, that hour goes pretty quick. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> so I can imagine. Was, yeah. But um, So what, but, what time does the wedding have to start then? Like, because everybody... Like did did everybody that was cruising did they all sail with you or um, no? Um, I think we had we had one thirty time slot I believe or yes. one fifteen around there. The ceremony was at one thirty, and then the reception was at like two. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay. and we had we yeah. had a small group. Yeah, we, we had, had thirty six total, but fifteen okay. sailed. And then fifteen of that thirty six sailed with yeah. us for the week. Okay, when you said small group, I thought you were saying like. 10 or 12, but 36 no. is pretty, it's no. a moderate, moderate size. Like it's not like 300, but it's yeah. right. It's still like, you know, but I think that's why we got the venues we wanted because we were the smallest group that day. Yeah. Um, some okay. of the other groups were a lot larger. So they used the theater, the, the nightclub, you know, little bigger venues. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, it was nice. They the one option they did have for what they call the non-sailing guests is wedding parties board first before mm. diamond platinum facet of the fun mm. they board weddings first and uh what they had two cabins ready right yeah they had two cabins ours and my parents yeah. to get ready in um so that way each you know the the girls could all go to one cabin and get ready and then the guys go to another and then the photographer comes to each cabin and does his pictures and you meet up for the ceremony but then for the people the non-sailing guests they um had an option where i think it was Fifteen dollars a person we had to pay. Yeah, I think so. And if, if it's the same now, I'm sure it's probably pretty close. Right. But um, then everybody that was yeah. part of the wedding, even the non-sailing guests, could go and just use the rest of the ship. Go to the buffet. Go to the Lido. Go, you know, until ceremony time because we boarded about eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. So it gave the rest of the group about two hours to kind of check the ship out and go and have a bite to eat and everything before the ceremony. So nice. it's kind of a neat thing, you know. And, you know, I'm sure they do it, hoping some of them will get the bug and want to sell right, to them. Right. I was going to say, it's like free, it's like free advertising, right? right. On the, for the cruise line. They're like, now, now you said uh photographer, is that, is that provided then by the ship, I guess? Or the, did you have your, have to hire your own photographer? How did that work? No, that comes with the package. You get photography okay. service. The photos are a separate cost, <laughs> but the of photography service. Are. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. photography service comes with the package. I wonder yeah. if they would let you bring a photographer on board. Like, I wonder if they let you well, bring your own. They, we kind of did. Um, yeah. My one, my cousin is a, uh, we'll say amateur photographer. It's not his full-time job, but he, he's done it forever. And he, um, so he was with us and he did a lot of pictures. And, um, but what they, they said you couldn't bring a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. And basically what they classified a professional photographer as somebody with a tripod. Yeah. (laughs) So as long as he kind of stood off to the side and did his own thing and didn't interfere with their photographer, they really didn't care what he did. Okay. You know, the only thing is when after the reception and everybody cleared out, the ship photographer took us, you know, me and Brandy and I by ourselves and uh, went around the ship and that did all the pictures and everything. And, the photography had was phenomenal. I mean, he was well, incredible. I know there's like a picture in one of your videos where he, I guess the photographer was looking down like a bunch of spiraling stairwells and you guys are like laying on the, yeah. on the ground. It's a really cool picture. He was, he was so excited. We did that picture. Yeah. <laughs> he said he asks couples all the time to do it. And usually they're like, we're not laying on the floor, you know, but he said it makes such an awesome picture. And he was so, uh, hey, yeah, I think it's going to work. We'll do it. You know? Right. <laughs> He's a photographer, right? He knows his, he knows his trade. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, if that picture is really cool, like I, I think yeah. that's a really awesome picture. And I guess that's the advantage of the ship photographer too, is that basically they know all those secret yeah. spots and mm-hmm. cool angles and all that stuff. So that's definitely like a perk of yeah. using their photographer anyway. Right. That's pretty we, awesome. We've actually run into them since on one of our other cruise. Actually, yeah. when we cruised out of uh, Tampa on the, the Miracle, miracle. Um, right oh, after nice. we met you, um, he was on that ship and he was the photo manager now on the Miracle. And, oh, nice. Uh, That's cool. He, he ran right up to us. And I think every day of that cruise, we had a 10, 15 minute yeah. conversation <laughs> with him. He remembered us instantly. I mean, it was, it was neat. Yeah. You know? It was very cool just to see him again. Yeah. yeah. Well, that leads me to my next question is like how – how friendly and personable were the staff that were kind of a, everything from officiating the wedding to just 
you know, setting everything up for you guys? Like, was it a positive experience overall? About 95%. With Carnival, it was great. It really was great. But they do an outsource called The Wedding for You that kind of does the um, um, ordering of the officiant locally and all that. That, not so much. We had a couple of issues Mm. with them. Yeah. In the end, it all worked worked out. out. But it just... Um, there was a little screw up with some of the flowers, not a major thing, but I think they forgot your mom's corsage or something. And there was something else small. And then just the communication with carnival is fantastic. Okay. The communication with the group, because the group they hired that actually does the ceremony isn't carnival. No carnival does the cake, the food, the venues, but the ones that actually perform the ceremony is an outside group. Yeah. You know, and it might have just been the one we had. No, our officiant was fantastic. Was yeah. That's good. That's she, she was a doll. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the girl that was overseeing the whole thing was, yeah. she just didn't return a couple phone calls, just some small stuff. But right. In the end, we would do it again, you yeah, know, and absolutely. recommend it, you know. But, um, cool. So let me ask the question that probably everybody is wondering right now. Uh, how expensive was this? Like, I think getting married on a cruise ship, it sounds expensive. It just, it just sounds like it would cost a lot of money. A lot less than you'd spend on land. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, um, the price of the cruise is obviously just your normal fare. Yeah. You know, whatever you would pay. And I think, well, you had it printed out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's different now. It's, it's a little bit more expensive. It was, I think, Maybe just over. We were right around two grand, yeah. twenty one hundred dollars for everything. For including the fare, of the cruise. No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. That's just the the, the wedding, the wedding itself. It. The wedding itself, and that right. that took care of everybody. Like. Yeah, that was oh. pretty much. That's that was that was all awesome. your food. <laughs> your food, the cake, yeah. the um. We did upgrade on the cake because yeah. the package we bought came with a two-tier cake. Mm-hmm. And we upgraded to three-tier just because it looked more it looked like a wedding cake. It looked better. Um, did the other one have a funnel on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we took our own cake decorations. Yeah. And they oh. gave them to the chef that morning. And um, they used our decorations. And our carnival does provide a cake topper, but we used our own. Oh, yeah. And um, we kind of gave them a picture of what because we used some like nautical rope and some blue ribbon and just kind of gave them an idea of what we wanted to. And then they, uh, they kind of took it and ran with it. And it, it, it looked turned, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. And then we had a signature drink. Yeah. It was one of the things we could have because the uh, reception was an open bar. Mm-hmm. So um, we came up, I think it was a, it was a blue Hawaiian. Blue Hawaiian. And um, so it was our signature mm-hmm. drink. So they, made those and served them to everybody and you know so it was and then you, you got to it. choose from a list of drinks which no, one would be this we came up with a recipe ourselves yeah. oh. on pinterest or something and they that's just cool made it and... huh. yeah pinterest was my friend for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so you so you had an open bar and that was the price you paid for an open bar as well i mean mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. the reception's not super long but still it's an open bar like right that's... Yeah. no i think the package included up to 25 people no, it was twenty. It was, was 20. it twenty people, and then we had to pay. I think it was twenty-two a person. Twenty-two a person, over the you know, which that's really not bad. Isn't no. crazy for no. you know all the food and the open bar and everything else. So we thought you know it was more than reasonable. You know, yeah, that is like that is way more reasonable than I thought it was. Well, and that's you know, 
and that's kind of why we did the cruise wedding because we were, you know, we were doing it ourselves. And I don't know. It, yeah, it's your wedding day. It's, but it's one day. It's yeah. one day. No, I totally <laughs> to understand. That kind yeah. of, I, you look at some of the prices and what people pay for weddings, right. and hey, if it's that's insane. your thing, fantastic, right. you know. And that's, but we just. But I don't need to. I don't need a the one day, and, and then you might as well have bought a brand new sports car. Right. right. No. Simple, memorable. That's what we wanted, yeah. and that's what yeah. we got. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, they gave us a list of order, like all the food options, and we had to pick like five hors d'oeuvres and five of this or yeah, whatever. Five hot, five cold. Yeah, I think deal. it was five hot, five cold. Yeah. Huh. But uh, that's I'm trying to jar the memory. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Now, were there other? perks or things that happened throughout the rest of the cruise that were related to you guys getting married? Um, like, or like, is, was the, was the room different? Did they do anything different there? Anything like that? Well, we, had, yeah, we, they decorated the room. Um, yeah. We upgraded, we got a suite for that one. Just, yeah, we you know, on we splurged on the suite because it was our wedding cruise. Right. Sure. And um, yeah, when we got back from dinner the first night they had, you know, like the, dove towel animals on the bed yeah. and the whole bed covered in rose petals yeah. and nice. bottle of champagne and yeah. you know just, just nice little, little stuff touches. like that um other than yeah, that there wasn't strawberries yeah chocolate covered strawberries right mm -hmm. um they gave us carnival like the wedding wine the flutes the flutes yeah. um that we did our toast in at the reception um they washed them and you know gave them to, to us as a keepsake mm -hmm. um other than that, not a whole lot. No. Um, I did think the new packages have a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but did you guys happen to do like the love and marriage show or anything that? Cruise? No. <laughs> <we're>, no. <laughs> That's not our. We no, enjoy not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whenever you guys go to the show and watch that show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah, it's it. it's a fun show, right? And yeah. there's always like you know they always do they they pick the people like who's the newest married and there's always yeah. someone that's like I got married this morning and it's like what <laughs> wait yeah. how and uh, <laughs> but I figure sometimes people got married on the ship that are yeah. contestants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think somebody that was one of the other weddings that day was in it. Yeah, I think so. so yeah, my family was trying to get us to go, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know we'll watch from here. We're good. <laughs> So you had about 15 that sailed with you from the wedding party and mm -hmm. where, and it was on the carnival pride. You said out of Baltimore. Yes. Yes. And Cause you guys, that's, is that New York or Baltimore? Those are your closest ports for you guys, right? Yeah. Um, New York's probably two and a half hours mm -hmm. and Baltimore's three, three and, and a half. half. Not too bad. So it's not, not too, too bad. bad to drive. Where did that cruise go? Uh, Grand Turk, Half Moon K and Freeport. Nice. Okay. I have actually still not been to Freeport. That's like one of the places I, I'm surprised I haven't been because it's a fair, it's fairly common. Yeah. Port, but, um, but I love, I love Half Moon K and I love Grand Turk too. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. We could go, we go to Half Moon every cruise. Wouldn't bother me <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's phenomenal. Kimber, you haven't been to Half Moon K yet, right? Nope. Yeah. We got to get you there. Cause it is, it is really nice. And of course that's where I saw the octopus. So, automatically by default i love that that port just because i saw an octopus there and got to play with it so that's that's pretty amazing well i have a question i'm sorry you've been like stealing the show i, so I have i have I, I, i've a, got a question i'm a talker so so to to book the cruise um did you guys like just go onto their website and search like hey i want to do a wedding or did you like have to contact them and then they sent you like the package options 
Yeah, we we actually called, I think. Well, we had a call to book right. anyway. Well, I think how it all started, my family was over for a little get-together or something, and um, they started talking about planning a cruise for that following year. And just through talking, me, you know, me and Brandon were like, well, how do you guys feel about a wedding cruise? And then it just kind of <laughs> took off from yeah. there. They kind of took, you know, and um, I think we booked the cruise first. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. And then uh, kind of... Went from there. Went from there, yeah. Kind of got looking into the packages and decided what we wanted. And so it started with a phone call to the, mm-hmm. the cruise line, and then most of the communication was through email, probably. A little bit of both. A little bit yeah. of um, either I had called the they they actually have a um, wedding planning department at, at Carnival, so we did talk through there mostly by email, but a few times I had a call and confirmed something some things with them so cool any any other questions that that was my main question <laughs> i've had that question since the beginning since the beginning <laughs> but you just like sorry going you, you are, know you gotta just smack I, me and interrupt me that you know i'm the talker we've got a camera going i can't let people see that <laughs> they see the bruises Kimball. okay everybody knows i'm not mean all right don't, it, don't make people think that anything else you guys would <laughs> want to say about uh getting Getting married. I, I like the tying the nautical knot. Anything else you say about getting married on a cruise ship? No. If if you have any inkling or want to do it, do it. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. You've got the recommendation right there. <laughs> and getting married on a cruise ship. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It, it was. was. <laughs> like, even after the ceremony, and then we went to Monster Drill. And uh, for sail away, you know, Brandy stayed in her dress, and I, you know, stayed in my suit. And, uh, we just went up to Lido and watched sail away from Lido, and you know it was kind of cool. A couple of people bought us drinks because so that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> like people, people in your wedding party bought no, you drinks. Strangers, no strangers. And really congratulating yeah. us, and that's you know, awesome. Just, and we're not really spotlight kind of people, but that was it was fun. It was so just, so here's a cruise tip for you out there. Even if you're not actually getting married on a cruise, just that go. first day, <laughs> wear wear a nice like wedding dress and a suit and maybe people just get to that may be a way to get free drinks on a cruise right yeah, there's nothing wrong with a free drink no, no. <laughs> <laughs> who knew it was that easy that that means i'd have to wear pants though i don't you would have to wear pants man. Oh. i mean i get a tux with shorts i don't know anyway all right so so let's so let's move on to uh to some other questions just some basic questions i like to find out whenever i get people on here uh just to get different opinions and stuff so uh, i know you guys have have only cruised carnival um are you thinking about cruising another cruise line? Or are you just like, I mean, Carnival's good enough. We don't need anything else. Or you're happy with it or loyalty. Like what, where are your thoughts on that? Well, eventually, I mean, we do actually have one booked right now on the NCL breakaway in 2021. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah it's the group cruise with uh, Sharon at sea and uh, the ship show. Yeah. The okay. Okay. Um, so that would be the first. Yeah, that'll be our first. And that's our, actually that's going to be a crazy weekend because we're sailing the Pride again, October seventeenth yeah. of twenty twenty one. And then the day we get off the Pride, we're going to run off the ship as fast as we can. Yep. We're driving from Baltimore to New York City to get on the breakaway with For that now. group. Yeah. On that same day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Wow. Yeah. That, so that is interesting. How far is that drive? Well, two and a half hours. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Yeah. But we figure the best time to be stressed is between two cruises. So that's true. <laughs> should work out. <laughs> there you go. There but you go. That's, 
we've kind of just been, I mean, we were trying to get the platinum on Carnival, which we just turned, yeah. you know, so we got all the perks there. And I don't know, we've just, in 13 cruises, we've never had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, not everything's perfect all the time, but what is, you know, <laughs> we just right. go with the flow and make the best of it. And, but never anything that would make us not yeah. want to, you know, no, I absolutely. Know. Yeah. We're kind of the go with what, you know, kind of be, we're comfortable. We know what to expect. We can go, we can relax. And it's like home. <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No, I totally get that. So, okay, well let's talk ships then. You, uh, you sailed 13, you said 13 cruises, mm-hmm. but some of those have been on the same ship or, yeah. or 13 different ships or. Yeah. I'll let you handle that one. <laughs> yeah, usually. Well, we've been on the pride three times. Um, our first, our first cruise was the Breeze. I'm just trying to think of the ships. We've done the Breeze, yep. the Splendor, yep. the Pride, mm-hmm. the Sunshine, mm-hmm. the Dream, yeah. Horizon, yep. Paradise, Miracle, mm-hmm. and Sunrise. Yeah. I think they've been. Yeah, those are all the yeah different ships. Different ships. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been, Pride three times, sunshine twice, yep. sunrise twice, and the rest once. The rest once, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so I, maybe maybe the answer is obvious based on the numbers, but uh, do you guys have a favorite ship then? The Pride. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, also D and J's favorite ship from Paradise. Yeah, Canada, is the yeah. Pride. And it's not just because of the wedding. I there's just something about it. And yeah. um, I know you've sailed the Legend, mm-hmm. and there's just something about that class of ship. I mean, there really they're, is. They're they're never crowded. They're easy to get around. It just I don't know. They're comfortable. You know they yeah. they've got a lot of the stuff the bigger ships have in that small package, I guess. And um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were on the Miracle too. The Miracle right. probably uh-huh. the same class. Did you feel they were really? close to each other or were you like really like the pride a lot more or was they was it pretty neck and neck or what it they're pretty much identical except for decor and the miracle doesn't have some of the 2.0 options yeah when we sell the miracle it doesn't have guys burgers guys burgers right okay but that's not deal breaker stuff (laughs) right right yeah absolutely i got to do a ship tour of the miracle and I felt like like I was I was trying to figure out what my favorite ship was because I went on the breeze and I after being on the Vista, I felt like the breeze was going to be my favorite ship because it had stuff that the Vista I thought messed up, but it had stuff that I thought was really cool on the Vista. And I don't know, it was a, it was a great cruise, but it was really crowded when we went. And then I went on that Miracle ship tour and immediately I just remembered why I loved the Legend so much. Like it just, yeah. like you said, it's just something about it, the space, something. It's just uh, just really cool. What what about your favorite port to visit? Is it is it Half Moon Cay or is there one you like more, Grand Turk? What do you think? I I think ours. Well, mine is Half Moon Cay still. Yeah, um, Grand Turk and Half Moon Cay are kind of neck, and, neck and neck for me. <laughs> um, They're both but, nice because you can yeah. just get off the ship and just do your thing. You're and right there. You don't really. I mean, you don't have to book an excursion anywhere, but. You can get like the full experience without booking an excursion. Obviously, Half Moon Cade doesn't even have a lot of excursion options, but yeah, those are really yeah. comfortable places. I guess the advantage Grand Turk has is that you can actually dock there. You don't have to tender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. 
but they're supposed to be building a pier at half K here within the next couple of years. They got to compete with, you know, with the, and I hope, I hope <laughs> they don't, I yeah. hope they don't do what Royal Caribbean did with their private, you know, half K, K yeah. needs to be left what it is because yep. it's just, I mean, you've no, been there. I, you get it. <laughs> yeah, I get. I mean, that's actually a concern I have because I I love Coco Cay. I haven't been there since they did the the refresh of it, but um, that is a little bit of a concern I have because the reasons that I love Coco Cay, what they did to it is the exact opposite direction. So right. there's two possibilities there: either that's going to keep even more people out of the places I want to go, or they messed up the places I want to go to build all those water rides and stuff like that so uh i but yeah half moon case part of the beauty of it is just that it's kind of kind of natural not there's not a lot of structure there it's that's kind of what makes it yeah. special i think right and just the sand there i mean you know what i mean i've never felt sand that soft mm-hmm. ever yeah. it's it's like walking on flour it's <laughs> it so is it's so soft water. and clear and oh. yeah so we'll see. Hopefully they don't commercialize it. They just <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So here's kind of a tricky question for you. Um, what would you say is the weirdest or coolest thing you've ever seen on a cruise? Could be on the ship or a port. Like, I, well, I'll let you guys think about it because I was asking Kimbra that. What what did what is the weirdest or coolest thing you've seen on on a cruise, Kimbra? So there was a guy, I think it was on when I went on the Liberty, there was a guy that was at the pool and he was he was a larger guy and he thought it'd be fun to act like a walrus. So he like laid on the ground and made a really awkward sound and rolled himself into the pool. And then somebody asked him to do it again so they could record him. So he did. And of oh course boy. I recorded him too. But it was like <laughs> he did not? it for the attention, which was kind of annoying, but it was like what why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. It's that that is weird. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen that at a yeah. I'll show you the video later. <laughs> <laughs> well what about you guys? Have you seen anything weird or cool like that stands out on a cruise or I don't I don't know if I have. I, yeah, I, I we I can't really think of anything that's out of the ordinary. No, but. one of the most fun things I remember, I think it was trying to remember what cruise it was those two remember the two older gentlemen with the hats oh that was on the sunrise oh was on the yeah was it it was in july yeah our july cruise on the sunrise this year there was and they were together um sailing together it was two older gentlemen both in like motorized wheelchairs and they just ride around the ship you know in the afternoons or all day and uh, every time you saw them, they'd have a different hat on, yeah. like of a different animal or a different some type of creature on their head. And they just go out and park themselves by the pool and sit. They were, <laughs> but it was fun. You know, they were having yeah. fun. It was, you know, not that that's weird, but it was just, it's it was kind of, it was memorable. Yeah. But it was unique. It was, you know, and they were having fun with it. You know? I mean, if you, it's, that's the place to do it, right? Like, they, right. Here's the thing though. So, so, you know, they always say this when you're on the cruise, they're always like, you know, go do the karaoke, go do this, go do that. You'll never see these people again. Well, <laughs> if you're a vlogger, that doesn't yeah. work because everybody's going to see it then. So <laughs> well, it's, it was that same day because it was 4th of July on the, on the uh, sunrise mm-hmm. and uh, we had a rain shower come through Oh and yeah, we were out by right. the Lido pool and it just started pouring <laughs> and everybody's scattering, you know, and grabbing it. And we looked at each other and like, 
Oh, it's 80 something degrees. It's raining. We got in the pool. (laughs) So we're in the pool. It's pouring rain as everybody else is trying to hide from the rain. And I mean, there were a few other people, but then all of a sudden the DJ starts uh, playing. It's raining raining men. (laughs) And then a bunch of other passengers start this big conga line and they're doing a whole conga line and crawling the whole Lido deck in the rain. It was cool. It was just, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's what you call a glass half full attitude right there. Like making the best out of it. Hey, as long as there's no lightning, who cares? You're you're gonna get wet. Enjoy yourself. Ten minutes later, the sun was out and it was fine again. (laughs) That's phenomenal. I think the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a cruise is I was on the the side deck with the banister and I was probably looking for birds or flying fish or something, and a guy came out with a fishing pole, and we were like. (laughs) I don't know, six deck six or five or something like that. And I just sat back and, and watched him. And sure enough, like he put his line in over the side and I, I, I was waiting for security to come out and like tackle the guy, but he must've <laughs> fished out there for like 10, 15 minutes. And really? he never, he never got stopped. I, I mean, I know there's cameras all over. I, I think they would have seen him. Eventually yeah. he gave up. He didn't catch anything, but, uh, but yeah, that was that was interesting. I, I know when we did our episode last week talking about things you can bring on board and things you can't, one of the things was fishing poles, but you weren't allowed to use them on the ship. So I know he was breaking the rules, <laughs> but he didn't he didn't know because somebody asked him, like, can you do that? And he's like, I got my fishing pole. I'm going to do it. If they tell me no, then I'll stop. And I'm like, all right, yeah. man. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you get on with it? But I guess they do allow it then. Yeah, because yeah, I guess people are going to different ports and they want to want to go uh, fishing. So yeah. It's true. They have like, so fishing poles that like, fold up and stuff too, right? So maybe maybe it was like all folded up in a suitcase. Yeah, it folds yeah. up or comes apart or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, the other cool thing we saw on the Pride this year, leaving Grand Turk. Oh, yeah, the the water spouts. we never seen water oh. spouts on, on, at the sea, on sea before. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, I have mixed feelings about water spouts. When I started working at the aquarium, it was like the maybe the second year I was there. Or so I was in a meeting in the middle of the aquarium. There was no, there were no windows or anything. Apparently, a water spout came out of Tampa Bay, went down Channel Side Boulevard, and it picked up a wicker couch from one of the condominiums. I'm assuming from a high level, and then threw it into the aquarium parking lot. Now my car, which I had just purchased like a couple months before this, it's, it slammed into one car before mine and just broke the window and then hit the back of my car. This is a wicker couch. It did so much damage to the back of my car. $8,000. I mean, I had insurance. I said the deductible, but it hit the back of this hatchback here, Rio and they had to replace the steering wheel and the dash because glass was embedded in it. Wow. <laughs> and, and, they, and I was still pretty new at the aquarium. So I'm in this big meeting. It's like a huge meeting. It's like 20 of us in this meeting. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes one of the, the head guys from the aquarium. He's like, uh, uh, does anybody know who drives a black Kia Rio? And they're like, oh, I think Matt does. And they got me and they're like, can you come with me? Something, something's happened to your car. I'm like, what? What do you mean something's happened to my car? Like, uh, well... And he's driving me out in the golf cart to go out to the parking lot. He's like, I think a couch hit your car. I'm like, okay, is this April 1st? And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, it's like a wicker couch. I'm like, I'm like, well, how bad can this possibly be? Well, it can be bad enough to vir- almost total your car. So <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know who yeah. owned that wicker couch. I never found out, but if they probably don't listen to this podcast, but if they do, they owe me $500 deductible. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
But yeah, that was the first time we saw them. Yeah. I think there were three of them, and we stood on the balcony for a good 20 minutes, yeah, watched them follow them in the ship. And it that's, was, that's pretty cool. We actually have them in our vlog, our, our Carnival Pride series, uh, I think the second part of the Grand Turk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they were pretty wild. That That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Now, all right, so I know you guys are beer drinkers. Um, cause you, a lot of times you, in your vlogs, you'll have different craft beers. You got a lot of good craft beers around where you live and stuff, but you've also been on the carnival horizon, which I haven't been on yet. And they have that brewery on there mm-hmm. and you guys tried the beers on there. So I wanted to chat a little bit about beer with you guys. So, so, uh, do you, what, what are your impressions of the beer? Did you guys do the brewery tour? I guess we I should did. ask that. that yeah. I thought you did. I think you've, you've, cause you had some video of that too, right? The brewery mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what were your impressions of the, of the craft beer on carnival? Really good. <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, good. really, really good. Um, learned a lot. Mm-hmm. It was, and it's the brewmaster that works for carnival that Colin Presby's his name. Yeah. And, uh, we got talking to him and he's the head brewmaster and he's the one that did the tour. And, um, he's actually from Pennsylvania. He's grew up only about an hour and a half from us here. And, um, that's what we joke. They had to find a good Pennsylvania boy to make make <laughs> beer. And, uh, but uh, no, it was. We've yeah. had them all. They were. Yeah, you you like the what well, Matt wants to try that porter. That yeah, this, there's smoke. like a smoked smoked I'm, porter. Yeah, I've never really been a dark beer guy, and I always kind of got away from them because I just never was into it too much. And um, that porter on that ship changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, it was so smooth. It was so good. Um, yeah. And with a barbecue too, right? Yeah. Like, oh. yep. yeah. Yeah. Vista's got the, the brewery on board and they've got some good ones. Um, they have a stout, which I, I am a dark beer guy, so I really like their stout, but also all the beers that I've had, I'm not a big IPA guy, but, um, even the IPA was okay for me, but, but all the other ones I really like the wheat and stuff is really good. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had the smoked Porter cause I think there's two, I think there's two on the horizon that are only on the horizon or maybe just the one. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah, the smoke Porter and I oh, think I there's another one. Farmhouse ale, maybe. Maybe like that doesn't farmhouse. sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they've the parched pig, which is on the horizon. Mm. And then the, what's the other one? That's well, the, the Caribbean wheat. Well, the thirsty yeah. frog. Right. They're those. They're kind of canon and, they have fleet wide now on all the ships, but there are still certain ones you can only get at the breweries on the Vista Horizon or Panorama now. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to taste better if you're getting them on tap and out of a can. Like, they're just, oh, yeah. just oh, not yeah. quite the same. <laughs> well, that, that's what, when we were doing the brewery tour, he had us in the, like where the vats of beer are, this and that. And, uh, you know, the, the taps at the bar are piped right to the brew hall. So you don't get a nice. fresher beer. It's coming yeah. right out of the can. You know, it's, <laughs> So, no, it was good. And what a cool job to have. Like, what's your yeah. job? Oh, I make beer on a cruise ship? Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. like, you know, you think about cruise ship jobs, and it's like, oh, you're working, you know, eight eight days a week or something like that, you know? But, yeah. but, uh, but no, not, I mean, he is, I know he does have a, a busy schedule, but still, he's making beer. It's, you know, like, right. he's doing tours, and, you know, I guess he's got to taste the beer. That's like yeah. the... You know, something like that. But uh, what a great, what a great gig to have brewmaster on a cruise ship. Yeah, we're going you? on the horizon in October, and uh, I'm going to get to try that. That's that uh, porter. 
So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'm actually drinking a beer here from one of our local breweries at home here. It's it's called Swedish Sour. It's like a sour ale, but it's actually brewed using Swedish fish candy. Oh, okay. So it's, um, yeah, it's a brewery that's only four miles from here. And uh, they do a limited release a couple times a year on it. So when it's out, you got to get it. But it's, I've been kind of getting into the sour beers a little more and it's got Swedish fish. It's pretty good. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. I think, yeah. I got Kimber into beer. Like Kimber didn't like any beers. I actually, what got her into beer uh, was Guinness Stout. So, you know, that's. Like, I'm like, well, she, she probably won't like stouts and stuff, but that's what actually hooked her. So um, she still only likes a few different types of beer, but um, but I'm hoping she'll like that porter. But I bet she's she likes some of the sours, too. Yeah, sour. Yeah. Swedish fish are good, too. Yeah. yeah. So you put those two together, how yeah. can you go wrong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could guess what. Oh, nice. Showing the can there. Yeah. Socks, <laughs> socks off sour. Swedish, yep. Swedish fish sour. That's nice. Huh. <laughs> All right. We'll have to. I don't we know if to, that, I don't think to, they sell that down here, but I guess we have to go on a vacation. Yeah, because I don't. I don't know. You get some local beers. Well, uh, you guys can areas. come down and bring it with. There you, you go. There you go. When you yeah. when you cruise out, th- then they have to hold on to it though for however long since it's only yeah, it'll never available. It won't make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll just take. They'll just take like a beer and throw some sweetest fish in there and be like, "This yeah. is it." Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You don't Same like thing. that. <laughs> We actually just booked another cruise out of Tampa, so we'll be down that way April of 22. 22. Oh, wow. You guys book way far out. <laughs> well, that's a tip we've kind of learned is, you know, we usually book a year and a half out. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little farther, but, you know, the thing is with Carnival, if rates go down, they'll match the price. Yeah. And then it gives you longer to pay for it. Yeah. And if it does go down, you can book at the new rate and get the difference back and, you know, just just a little better option. We found some pretty good deals doing it that way. So, so where, um, where are you going and what ship? Well, the pride, because right. <laughs> you guys are stealing the pride on us. <laughs> so it's going to Tampa. Um, and I've been wanting to do Panama canal for a while now. Nice. So, uh, April 2nd of 22, we're doing an eight day Panama canal on the pride out of Tampa Bay. So that should be, be spectacular. Yeah, yeah, I want to get, I want to do the Panama Canal too. That would be really cool and yeah. get some of those Central American port stops and and stuff. I yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the nice part about the, usually Panama Canal sailings from everywhere else is twelve to fourteen days, and it's just tough sometimes to get that much time on. Right. It, yeah. You know, no, so I hear you. Yeah. At least the one not of Tampa is an eight day, so it's yeah. a Saturday to Sunday, so you can do it. And, yeah, and it's somebody's birthday week that week. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now we're looking forward to it. So. Oh, cool. Well, look, uh, we got to do the cruise creature segment, and um, I'm sure you guys have seen all over the news this week. Uh, there's, it's been cold in Florida. I mean, I know, I know you guys are in Pennsylvania, so you're like, yeah, cold in Florida, whatever. Yeah. But look, it's been like... Welcome to our world. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's dropped into the 30s here, okay? That's, for us, that's crazy. Oh. <laughs> Let me get but, out the violin. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a weird phenomenon that happens in Florida, in South Florida, when the temperatures get that cold. And Florida has a lot of invasive species of, of animals and plants that are from warmer regions and they can kind of tolerate florida but when we get that weird winter here 
then they then all bets are off. And so what what there's been in all the news lately have been this thing where green iguanas are falling out of the trees and and you know of course the media would like you to think that they're going to land on people and cause some sort of horrible accident that's probably highly unlikely i mean they don't weigh that much maybe 10 15 pounds and that would hurt okay but but they're not going to like i don't think they're going to kill anybody <laughs> or anything like that but they they are literally falling out of the trees so uh that that is a factual thing so i thought maybe for this cruise creature i would do green iguana because uh, it's on everybody's mind right now. And literally? So, literally. <laughs> <laughs> my, I mean, my, my mom's had green iguanas on her head. It's true. So, you know, I don't know. What, are, are, you guys, are you guys lizard people? I can't remember if you guys are... are uh, I'm, I'm pretty much yeah. anything but snakes. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> they, wait, they can't come over here then. No. <laughs> But we have cute snakes. We do. They're not, yeah. Just think of them as lizards without feet and you'll be okay. But uh, <laughs> That's what freaks me out about them. Things without feet shouldn't move on land. I we, could, we could glue some feet on them or something if we come yeah. over. <laughs> well, well, green iguanas are, of course, they are lizards. And, uh, and, and one of the best things about green iguanas is they have one of the easiest scientific names of all the animals in the world. Iguana iguana a it's more simple than that it's it's literally iguana iguana okay so their scientific name is simpler than their actual common name which is really weird so they are the they are the quintessential iguana i guess you could say and their native range is mostly south america a little bit of central america and they're in the abc islands so aruba curacao bonaire uh, they're in dominican republic they're in a few of the other southern caribbean islands that's where their native range is. Now, you could see them in a lot of other places. They've been introduced all over the Caribbean. They're in South Florida, obviously. There are even some pocket populations, apparently, in Texas. But, um, but that's not where they're originally from. But the green iguana is pretty cool lizard. They are, of course, green, as the name would indicate. But certain times of the year, the males will sometimes have an orange hue to them. That's usually when they're trying to flirt with the ladies setting up that wedding on the carnival pride, you know, they're like, Hey, and they got, they got the big dewlap thing hanging under their chin and they use that as kind of a flag to, to, to flirt and show off their territory and stuff. They get usually about four to five feet long, but there are a couple iguanas out there that have hit over six feet. And the thing is, if you see an iguana, uh, you can usually get pretty close to them, get some good like photo opportunities. Uh, but you definitely don't want to pick one of these lizards up. Because they will, they will definitely not be a, a good experience if you pick them up. Can they bite you? They will bite you, but that's not the worst of it. So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to take that huge long tail, which unlike a lot of lizards that can drop their tail and regenerate tail, their tail, iguanas will use their tail as a whip, and they will smack you with their tail, and it'll leave a welt. Like it, like it's like, it's bad. It's bad. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Getting whipped by a green iguana is not something you want to get whipped by. Even if you're into that sort of thing, you probably won't enjoy it. Now, the other thing that they'll do is they will climb and try and get away from you with their claws. And green iguana claws are these pointy needle things. And they're super sharp. And that's why they're able to climb up the trees. And they're able to hold on pretty well in these trees. But if you try and pick one up, then your arm is not nearly as tough as the bark on a tree. And they are going to tear it up. When I used to work in the reptile stores, we had a lot of green iguanas, and uh, I learned real quick to wear full-length welder's gloves because otherwise my arm would be just shredded from just 
not even aggressive iguanas, just iguanas being iguanas, just trying to move around and stuff. So they have super sharp claws. And if that isn't enough, then they will bite you. And the thing is, I know you guys are nervous around snakes, but let me tell you, if it's not a venomous snake, if you have the choice and somebody's like, look, one of these animals is going to bite you, it's either going to be this snake or this lizard. I'm telling you, you want to go with the snake because the lizard, what they're going to do is one, they have much stronger jaws on average than the snake. But what they do is they don't let go. So when iguana bites you out of aggression, they're going to hold on for a bit and, yeah. uh, and, and make you tear up. I'm not saying I've ever teared up from an iguana bite, but I'm not saying I haven't. So, so we've <laughs> talked about getting an iguana as a pet, and you are not selling me. <laughs> but that's a different species of iguana. Okay. It's a whole other whole ball game right there. Okay. That's a different type. That's a whole different thing. So iguanas can make good pets. I should say that. But, uh, but they can also be the worst possible pet you could have because – one, they have a lot of demand. So if you're out there thinking, I'd really like a green iguana as a pet, first realize that they get like five feet long. And so an animal that gets five feet long needs more than like a six foot habitat to live in. They need like a room. So you're going to have to dedicate a big space to this animal. Second, unless you live someplace where you can get this animal outside in the sunlight, you have to spend a lot of money on really expensive lighting or there's a good chance they'll come out with something called metabolic bone disease, which is not good. They need the vitamin D to be processed by getting that, that UVB from the sun. They'll fall out of trees. Well, this, the tree thing is totally different. Now, now, most iguanas start off pretty, pretty mellow, like if they're in a captive environment, and then they hit puberty. They literally hit like iguana puberty. And if you got a boy, then uh, he's probably going to turn into a real jerk. Uh, if it's a girl, you're probably okay. So it's the opposite of humans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't whip me with your tail. No, um, <laughs> it's a good I, thing we have a couch. I'm glad that there's no video on because the look I just got. Um, yes, but, uh, but seriously, yeah, they, they tend to get a little nasty if they're males. Um, also different with the species that we were talking about. But, um, but I mean, they're, but a lot of times they're pretty, they're pretty cool. They're pretty mellow. A lot of people have good experiences with them, but they're not like a beginner reptile pet. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, yeah. But the green iguana is, is a pretty, pretty lizard. It's a beautiful lizard. And uh, a lot of times you'll see them, if you go to some of these different places, you'll see them in the areas where they serve food. They're kind of like pigeons and they get to know where people eat and they come around and they start walking through. Like I've seen them in Honduras. I've seen them in, um, a lot of different ports. Uh, there's a dog making noise in the background here. If you hear hacking, that's not that's not anybody, any of the humans in the podcast, but that's Reno, the dog. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's being Reno. He's being Reno. <laughs> but anyway, that's the cruise creature. Green iguana, check them out. Uh, they are falling. Oh, I didn't say why they were falling out of the trees. It's because it's cold. It's because it's cold, and reptiles are... Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded, which means that when they're when it gets cold, their bodies slow down, so it's kind of like, think of it like when you've had that one too many beers and you might have been on the hammock just fine, but you drink that last beer and you just, you just lose all control of balance and you just bump onto the ground. I'm not saying I've experienced that. I'm just saying that's what I imagine it would be like. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's like for green iguanas. Weather gets cold, body slows down. They just, they can't move their muscles. They just boom, right out of the tree onto the unsuspecting passerby. Death by green iguana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mom paid 20 bucks to have a green iguana on her head. I guess in South Florida, you just get it for free. 
Yeah. Maybe so, we should tell her to go there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up, but before we go, we've been doing this countdown of eight things we're looking forward to on our Brilliance of the Seas cruise, which is coming up in less than 30 days. We've breached the 30 day mark. It's very exciting. What are we on? We're on number five. We're on number five, which means five weeks until we are on our cruise. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's like basic math, but I'm not. I know. That. That's why we did it this way. All right. So what is number five? Number five is the key. The key. So, yes. So we have purchased the key for this cruise. Are you sure it's not the K? No. No. It's actually spelled key. Oh, okay. Unlike okay. K, which is key, but spelled K. Anyways, this is actually the key. The so key. we've purchased the key, which is like all the special things that Royal Caribbean has. Which is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Royal Caribbean is copying off of Faster to the Fun. Yeah. Sort of. But then they've thrown in a couple other things in there. So I'm excited about it because I've never done the key before. And so, and you haven't either, right? Well, so, I haven't been on Royal. So right. No. So no. So, so it's, it's kind of cool. See how it works. I'm anxious to do it and kind of do a review on it. See how it compares to mm -hmm. Faster to the Fun and see if it's worth the, the extra money. It, it includes things like Wi-Fi though and stuff. So We'll do a full, like, I'd say write-up, but we're not writing. A full talk-up? Is that a thing? A, for, a full word-up? A word-up. Word-up. Um, <laughs> we'll do a full word-up on the, on the key when we get back from this cruise and let everybody know what our opinion is. Yeah. I'm excited to try it. Does it unlock the fun? Do they use that tagline? Ooh, if not, submit it, make money. Yeah. Unlock the fun. Royal Caribbean, are you listening out there? Don't say it out loud. People oh. will hear you and then steal it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and let them go. Dave and Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, um, and, and joining us and get, giving us your take on the wedding thing. That's still, I'm still like flabbergasted by, <laughs> by that whole thing. So, um, yeah, no, thanks for having us. This was a blast. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Jarred our memories a little bit. Yeah. Trying to remember how it all went, but, uh, no, it was fun. Yeah. Bringing back the memories. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> memories. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Kimber, go ahead and take us out of here. Well, first of all, I want to say nice to meet you guys because I've heard about you, but this is the first that I'm actually sort of meeting you. Yeah, kind of sort of. No, it was nice meeting you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Even though Matt did all the talking, but that's okay. He does that. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I think it's time to head for the horizon. Until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, Kimbra. Hey, what? I have a proposal. A proposal? Yeah, I think we should start a new video series about cruise creatures. Like, like something creative, like the fantastic guide to cruise creatures? It's almost as if we've already started it. Almost? Maybe, maybe we have. Maybe the first episode will be coming out really soon. Like, either it already has... Or at the same time as this episode. Hopefully. If not, then you know something went terribly wrong. <laughs> Indeed. Which is possible with videos. It is. And we're new using new software, so who knows what could come up. All right. Well, we'll see. C-S-E-A. We'll see.